Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 8. Nobody told me that when you start getting old that you would have all these magnification of glasses everywhere. So I pulled out two pairs of glasses and fishers and one magnification wasn't strong enough. The other was too strong. And I told them there's a secular song that says, torn between two lovers. I was torn between two pair of glasses, feeling like a fool or whatever it says. I'm good to go now. So if I got my specs right, man, we have some church in here today. How about that? Amen. I don't know what y'all are going, I don't know what everybody else is going to do, but I know this much. I know this pretty lady on sitting in the front row, she going to help me pray, man. She was like, she was getting with me, preaching down to Fishers. I was just about ready to hand her the microphone. I was like, you just go ahead and preach it. She was up on her feet. And uh, I think she was amen in as much as I was doing the preaching. I wish it was that way around with everybody, with all folks. Will a man rob God? We've read this before, haven't we? We just had it up here just a few moments ago. You've robbed me. You say, where have, where and have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings? You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. I love reading this because everybody's nervous. Because nobody has any clue what I'm preaching right now. Well, one person does, but nobody else does. <laughs> I hear music. I got music coming from uh, up. Uh, there's old black gospel songs that up above my head. I hear music in the air. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now we're rolling. Bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. And there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of the ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, one translation says this. Bring one-tenth of your income into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me. In this way, says, says the Lord of armies, says the Lord of armies, see if I won't open the windows of heaven for you and flood you with blessings. Mm. And flood you with blessings. Now, I'm on a medal here, so fasten your seatbelt. I know I've been out of town. I probably have no business talking this way. Got to put everything just in order, but I got to just say what the Lord's instructed me to say. Flood you, you, with blessings. Then for your sake, you, your sake, who is you? It's the tither. Well, that went over like a flock of sheep of doodles. It's the tither. 
then for your sake, for you, the tither, that have given to the Lord, that have been a tent, that, that have been in the, the God of armies, you know what he's going to do? Verse 11 says this in this translation. I love this. You doing that, and this is what I'm going to do. Then for your sake, I will stop insects from eating your crops. They will not destroy the produce of your land. The vines in your fields will not lose their unripe grapes, says the Lord of armies. I didn't come to preach about the tither. I could, but I didn't come to preach about the tither. I came back with the end of the latter portion of verse 10, and it said this. It's going to open up the windows of heaven and flood you with blessings. He's going to flood you with blessings. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Right My subject here. I had something, I, and I came over here Friday night. The youth were having service. I wanted to come in here and pray, but I came in, got in our little prayer room and started praying. I thought I had the mind of the Lord for this service, and boom, the Lord shifted me, and I'll talk about it in just a moment. But I want to preach about a cloudburst. I didn't even know what that was. I kind of knew, but didn't really feel like completely knew. I want to preach about a cloud burst. I feel like the Lord dropped it in my heart. A cloud, a cloud burst. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, your word's anointed. Your word is anointed. Speak to us with your word. Touch us, your power and your spirit. We give it the praise, Lord, the great praise. Would you clap your hands and let's just magnify him again. Hallelujah. He's greatly to be praised. Thank you. You're a great church. The Lord bless you. May be seated. Thank you for taking time and coming and worshiping the Lord. I know you feel better. Amen. Since you have come here and uh, we have guests here today. No doubt I see some faces I don't recognize and we welcome you here to the river. Amen. If you have never been around a group of apostolic, that's kind of a strange word, an uncommon word, apostolic, Pentecostal. Pentecostal, Bible-believing people. Let me explain just a couple things to you, and let me kind of go in reverse in that order that I just mentioned. We are apostolic, Pentecostal, Bible, Bible-believing. The Bible, the Word of God, the Bible means we believe in the Word of God. We believe in this Word. We believe that it is infallible. Amen. It is infallible. We believe that it is perfect. It is the perfect word of God. I know that it was written by man, but it was Holy Ghost inspired. God is the author. It may have different writers, but there's only one author. It is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. And he is the one that has placed his stamp of approval upon this wonderful word. I am all the way into the word. Do I have any people sitting uh, out there in front of me that love the word of the Lord? Amen. We love it around here. We like to read it. We like to memorize it. We like to quote it. We like Bible quizzers. Amen. We like to teach it. 
We like preachers. We enjoy the preached word of the Lord. Amen. And not only do I love it, but in accordance to it and uh, along with it, I am not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed to preach it. I'm not ashamed to uh, stand wherever I have to stand, amen, and hold my Bible and proclaim that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I love the word. We are a Bible-believing people. We are a Pentecostal people. We are Pentecostal. That's kind of a strange word. What does that mean? Well, the Bible talks in Acts chapter 2 about the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord. The day of Pentecost. They were in an upper room. I've been there in Israel. And it was there in that upper room that in Acts 2, that the power of God, the Spirit of God was poured out. And they lifted their hands in a prayer meeting. 120 people. And they began to pray. And the Spirit of God was poured out upon them, sat upon them like fire. It was like fire. Amen. And they begin to pray and they begin to speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. That wasn't just something that was supposed to last for that day, that week, that month. It was a different dispensation that God had moved us into. Amen. The dispensation of the book of Acts, the dispensation of grace and the outpouring of God's spirit. We still adhere to that outpouring. It wasn't supposed to cease. This should be a book of Acts. Every church in this community, I don't, I'm not going to label every one of them. They ought to be Pentecostal. they, They can put whatever, whose name or whatever they want, but they ought to be Pentecostal because the the day of Pentecost should have never ceased. It should continue on. And I want you to know, we're going to do what they did in the book of Acts. We're going to practice the way that they practice. Amen. We're going to preach the way that they preach. We're going to proclaim it. And if they baptize in Jesus' name and spoke in tongues, that's what we're going to do in this church. We are a Pentecostal church. We're the river of life. It's kind of a cute, trendy name. We're more than that. We are a Pentecostal church. Uh, clap your hands if you're Pentecostal. Amen. We are Pentecostal. Stay with me. I'm headed somewhere. We are Pentecostal and we are also apostolic. Now, again, that's a unique word apostolic. Parkview Apostolic Church. Uh, apostolic, what does that mean? Well, it means that we adhere to what the apostles did, the apostles of Jesus. Uh, what they did is what we want to do. Uh, we want to emulate them in a sense, uh, spiritually, fully, and completely. We adhere to what they did. Uh, and whatever they believed in, we believe in it. Uh, and whatever they did, we want to do the same thing. If they prayed, for the sick and they recovered our Bible tells us that we can do the same thing if they saw blind eyes open oh I know it's the same preaching but I'm going to keep preaching it if they saw crazy things happen with money and a fellow need to pay his taxes and he caught a fish and the tax money was in the fish's mouth if they did it we can do it if they saw the dead raised it can happen if they cast out 
devils. We ought to be able to cast out devils. We are an apostolic church. Hey, I want to preach today. It's hard telling what would happen around here if somebody would really truly believe that we serve a God that would manage impossible. Would God, all things are possible. We can have a revival that would leave an imprint in this city. Clap your hands if you believe it. Oh, come on, you really believe it. Somebody give the Lord a mighty praise right now. Amen. It's in my, it's in my notes here, and I just said it. I'm going to say it again. It's hard telling what might happen if we'd really buy into this and really believe it. And that's the pastor included. Amen. If we'd let the Lord have his way, it's unbelievable what could take place. And so just to inform everyone here, to reinform the church folks, and if you're visiting here today, amen, that you are amongst a group of people that believe that the impossible is possible. That the impossible is possible. That the unthinkable can actually take place. We believe in miracles around here. We believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. You know, I, I was going to preach. I was going to preach. I feel like going off on another road. I was going to preach about my mom, and I've preached about her many times, and how that she was miraculously healed of cancer, how that she had a, a, a tumor inside of her the size of a grapefruit in 1975. And two preachers contacted her. They both said the same thing. The sun's going to shine and the birds are going to sing. I know that was 1975 and this is 2020, but we're going to keep preaching about miracles, signs, and wonders. But I feel like preaching, if it's all right, uh, T.G. Kirby, I'd like to preach about something a little more, kind of a little bit creepy if that's all right. Uh, my dad told me that he and my mother uh, went down and preached in a southern part of Indiana and they were and I think she was with him maybe she wasn't I don't know but I know he was in the car and they were driving home and it was a real heavy thick fog coming home and so uh, the old car he drove it across uh, uh, this one lane bridge and uh, uh, when they drove it on the one lane bridge uh, there was another car coming his direction he didn't know what was going to do and the car passed him coming the other direction at night fog he couldn't hardly see and my dad went Back. He took, he told me this. He took the car back and he drove it up on the bridge and he said it was absolutely and completely impossible for another car to pass him coming the other direction. That's what took place back in the 40s and 50s. I'm ready for God. I know it just seems like a weird story, but I'm ready for God to do some things that we said are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Clap your hands if you believe it. I feel like getting crazy around here. I feel faith around here. I feel like that God wants to do something unbelievable around here. Clap your hands and praise him, church. We believe in miracles around here. We believe in we believe in things happening that are impossible around here. Hey, man, I could stand here for a solid hour and tell story after story of the miraculous Amen. We could set a microphone down here like we do around Thanksgiving time, and there would be testimony after testimony, amen, of the miraculous things that God hath wrought in this church. And I want to preach to you out of the book of Kings that Elijah sent his servant. I want to set you up for just a moment. The reason why, or let me just uh, 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 present an additive to you. When Elijah took on 450 prophets of Baal, 
on Mount Carmel and defeated them, amen, on a showdown. Oh, I would have liked to have been there, wouldn't you? And how that he put the sacrifice up, 450 prophets of Baal, they couldn't get their God, Baal, to answer by fire. And Elijah said, pour water on the sacrifice. And we were taught that in Sunday school class, and it's a great story, but it's a lot, a lot more of a twist to it than that because Elijah was pouring water on a sacrifice, and they were in a drought. Somebody help me preach, so Israel, you know, they're, they're taken back. I mean, it'd be like if you were on a 15-day fast and somebody's throwing cheeseburgers up in the air just into the wind. You And, and so here it is. They're, they're looking at this water and they're thinking, that water could be for my kids and for my crops and for my cattle. And he's dumping water on the sacrifice because there was a famine in the land. Three-year famine. No water, no rain, no nothing. And Elijah said to his servant, servant, I want you to go check because... I think that the Lord's speaking about some rain somewhere. And the servant went out, came back and said, there's not a sign. We got clear skies everywhere. There shall be no rain. And he said, go again. He sent him a second time and a third time, six times. And on the seventh time, the servant came back and said, well, there's not much. There's just a cloud the size of a man's hand. And Elijah said, you better tell Ahab. He better get ready and get on his chariot and get the horses going. Because the same the Lord. There's a rain coming. <laughs> There's a rain coming. I know you've only got the cloud the size of a man's hand, but I feel a cloudburst coming on. I feel rain coming on. I feel a revival coming on. I want to tell this group of people sitting before me that God is speaking to you today. You better get the chariot ready. You better get the car packed. You better get the bedroom ready. You better get the checking account ready. You better get the medical report ready. Because God's going to tell somebody, I feel a rain coming on. There's about to be a flood of blessing upon the people of God. Clap your hands if you believe it. Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty hand clap of praise. If you believe a revival is coming. Praying over here Friday night. I felt to preach on something. Maybe the Lord will clear me to preach on it next Sunday. But I felt to preach on something, and I felt a shifting. I don't know why. This just seems goofy to me, but I just got to i gotta go by what I feel. And the Lord, I felt impressed upon me to open up your mouth and begin to pray and begin to speak that there's going to be a financial miracle. The financial miraculous is about to take place in this church, and there's about to be a miracle over the finances. And I did not hesitate. When the Lord moved it on my spirit, I began to speak it out, and all of a sudden this word on the screen begin to come to me cloud burst cloud burst I thought I had an idea of what a cloud burst might be but I just begin to pray that I begin to feel that before I tell you what a cloud burst is will you have faith in what I'm about to say that I believe that God is about to open up the windows of heaven he's about to dump it on this church I speak it I proclaim it I prophesy it there is a blessing to coming on this church Well, somebody give him some praise. Woo. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and give the Lord some praise if you believe.
I'm always up here preaching about weather. I don't know why. I'm enamored with weather. It is kind of, you know, say, well, Pastor, you always preach about weather. Well, I mean, the Lord's always talking about it. He always using his word. I mean, if you want to mix in astronomy, we got stars. Come on, church. Somebody help me out. We got a wind blowing on the day of Pentecost. We got stars guiding wide, wise men. Amen. We got Jacob, the sun, the moonstone. He's always astronomy and weather. We're always out here in the heavenlies and the elements. And a cloudburst is an extreme amount of precipitation in a short period of time. Sometimes accompanied by hail and thunder, which are capable of creating flood conditions. Now let me explain something to the church. Flood conditions in the physical and the natural, they are, no, they, are, they are never a good thing. But flood conditions in the spiritual are always welcome. Well, you know, we've had some floods around here, and I don't want to talk about the negative. We don't want things to flood, and we don't want everything to flood around us. But when we're in the church, we want the Lord to flood us with his blessings. You know what, church? I'm still preaching it. I'm tired of ankle-deep water and deep-deep water and and water up to the hips and the loins, and I'm ready for that water to get so deep. I'm ready for a flood to come through here where we're swimming in it where we see fish, where we see great things. I'm ready to swim in the blessings of God. So a cloudburst can suddenly dump large amounts. Somebody say amen. Large amounts of water. However, cloudbursts are infrequent and they are rare. Stay with me. All of the elements, all of the elements need to be just right in order for the rain to become a cloudburst. The term cloudburst, I love this, arose from the notion that the clouds were akin to water balloons and could burst open resulting in rapid precipitation. Though the idea has since been disproven, the term still remains in use. And so it is a fast, quick abundance of rain. Now, I've got a lot of of cloud bursts before me, and I'm not going to read all of them. Uh, One is, let's say, in five hours in Buenos Aires, Argentina, in five hours, there were 15 inches of rain that were dumped. Another place, 13 hours, 45 inches. So 24 hours, 73 inches. So we have all these illustrations. But the one that really moved me is this, that on November the 26th in 1970, stay with me, church. On November the 26th, 1970, in Guadalupe, in one minute 1.5 inches of rain dropped in that area in Guadalupe one minute 1.5 inches of rain I want to preach to the church we're talking about God doing things next week and next month and we always say the Lord can do in five minutes I've come to preach to this church that God can do it a minute all he needs is a minute I'm ready for the heavens to open up I'm ready for oh Somebody help me out. I'm ready for the Lord to flood this church with blessings like we cannot even comprehend. Clap your hands if you believe what I'm preaching. (laughs) 
I'm not just ready for rain. I'm ready for a cloudburst. I'm not just ready for an outpouring. I'm ready. Somebody help me out. I'm ready for him to mix the two together, the former and the latter rain. I'm ready for him to take the two and dump it out an inch and a half in one minute. I'm ready for this place to become flooded, flooded with the blessings of God to where we just begin to say, did you hear about this miracle, that miracle? And one miracle leads to another. I hope the Lord doesn't feel that I'm selfish and I know that he doesn't because he's put this this word in my spirit, but I want him to pour it out. I'm ready for the heavens to burst open and for God to dump it on the church like never before. Clap your hands if you feel what I'm preaching to you right now. Stand to your feet if you would. Amen. I'm ready. I'm ready. Amen. For the floors. For the floors to be full of wheat. Whew. Hallelujah. Bring one-tenth of your income into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house. Test me in this way, says the Lord of armies. See if I won't open the windows of heaven for you and flood you with blessings. I'm ready for the Lord of hosts. I'm ready for the Lord of armies to flood the church with blessings. There's going to be an element of faith that's coming into this place right now. There's an element of faith. Would you lift your hands as somebody begin to pray for faith to rise? Would you pray for faith to arise? Would you pray for faith to arise in this room? Yes. Praise. Joyful. 
Oh, come on, the Lord's moving in here. I don't know who all that word's for, but the Lord knows. He's speaking. We got the gifts of the Spirit in operation in this place today. Hallelujah. Lift your hands one more time. I, I feel to do something. Listen, I, I know there's so many times, and, and listen, I got to go back here for just a minute. I don't know. You know, I'd, I'd gotten up a while back and said, I think it may, may have been a year ago, talking about people being right with God. I don't know who the Lord's, what, we got to get the spirit operation. Somebody got to get right with God. Well, well, well. Listen, this is what I feel to do. I feel led to do this. So many times we have a, we have altar calls and we pray for the sick and we pray for that and we pray, uh, we, you know, we pray for one another and healing and some repentance and so forth. And I don't know, somebody somebody need to repent. I don't know who that is. Somebody needs to get on tithing app, uh, tidally app. I don't I don't know what what the, the Lord's moving here. There's all kinds of things going on in this service right now, all kinds. But this is what I feel led to do. I, I don't feel like it'd be selfish for us to do this. I'm gonna have an altar call. And what I want to do, they're going to request they sing this song about sin in the rain. And what I want to do is I want everybody that really wants God to move on you. I want you to come personally. You're not being selfish. It's what the Lord would have you to do according to his word. I want you to come forward in, in, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I want you to come forward around this altar. And I want you to lift your hands and I want you to begin to pray, God, I need you to bless me. I'm ready for you to flood me. And you think we're just talking about money. There's some people in here that need a healing in your body. God's here to give you a blessing. There's somebody here that your girl needs to come back home. God's ready to bless you with that. God's ready to bless somebody with a new car. I don't know why I'm saying that. God's ready to bless. I feel like the Lord spoke to me. I don't, I'm all over the place. Uh, but there's a big miracle. There's a financial miracle coming on this church. Uh, I've been praying about it. God's going to do it. Would you step out where you are right now as they begin to sing? Would you lift both hands and would you say, God, I'm ready to you to bless.